Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrace gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. And that is involved, including in our film, language you don't usually hear on television. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Good afternoon, one and all. Welcome to a cold, a grey, a grim, not Barnsley this week, but Boundary Park, Oldham. Yes, welcome listeners. This is Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. And here we are, sat sitting in the corrugated stadium that is Boundary Park in a place called Chatterton, just on the outskirts of Manchester, the home, of course, of Oldham Athletic, the Latics, as their home end proclaims so proudly. Listeners, the things we do for football. Here we are this week in... Um, the suburbs of Manchester, as we've already said, following the Lions after last week's um, unlucky in the end loss, but um, handed on the plate, as Neil Harris said after the game, to Barnsley. Here we are again up north, long, long way, way up north, in the depths of Lancashire, to see how they get on versus Oldham. It's about half an hour till kick-off, so the stadium is still all but empty at the moment. We've just got our team news, and the big news, I suppose, is the appearance of our new loan signing, Jed Wallace, who sounds like he should be coming from the southern states of uh, USA, Georgia, a deep country somewhere. Jed Wallace. Jed Wallace, um, a winger on loan from from Wolves, another Wolves winger with uh, Savile returning back to Wolves and Wallace coming in we seem to be coming a little bit of a feeder club for Kenny Jacket and his Wolves outfit but nevertheless we'll take anyone we can get at the moment so today's lineup is David Ford, Sean Cummins back in defence in replacing Carlos Edwards who I think is injured Byron Webster, good to see him return in central defence, Mark Beavers and Joe Martin on the left, Jared Wallace on the uh, right hand side I think Jimmy Abdu, Sean Williams in the middle Shane Ferguson which I think is his last loan appearance for us today before he he goes back to Newcastle on the left and then the deadly duo, the dynamic duo of Lee Gregory and Steve Morrison up front on the bench Jordan Archer, Sid Nelson, Ben Thompson Ed Upson, Fred Onyedinma Aidan O'Brien on the bench today and John Marquis John Marquis, back from Orient I must have missed that story John Marquis I may, may, yet another reappearance for John Marquis more comebacks than Sinatra 
Is that fair on the board? Keep recalling him? I don't know. What do you think, listeners? We seem to have him on like a yo-yo back and forth to various other small-time London-based football clubs. But John Marquis has returned on the bench today for Millwall. That is a, that is a bit of a revelation. I'm actually quite stunned. I completely missed that story. I, I, I've had the phone off on, on airplane mode to preserve its battery coming up here. So I've actually missed the return of John Marquis, which shows the level of resources available to this podcast. My attention was drawn by the big story on the uh, news at Den this week, which is that Mill confirmed the loan capture of the exciting Wolves youngster, Jared Wallace, on, on a loan. It's not quite as exciting as it's cracked up to be on this story. This is John Kelly writing on the news at Den, so he's overselling a little bit there here, John. Um, but we have a 21-year-old attacking midfielder on a month's loan from Wolves. Well, OK, yeah, it's not quite a capture in my book, but anyway, we'll, we'll take what we can get, as we've said already. Well regarded is, not, is the theme of the, um, of the piece here, well regarded by Kenny Jacket, and despite playing just seven games this season, he has 17 goals in 50 games for Pompey, Baltimore in 2014-15, so he, as they say, he is a player with real potential, let's hope we can get a couple of those today, listen, talk on the news then that George Savile could still come back from Wolves, rejoining the Lions in January, possibly, depending on circumstances, as I think one of the Damon Runyon stories, was it Lemon Drop Kid? Everything would be great if it wasn't for circumstances. Circumstances will dictate whether Jules Savile comes back from Wolves. Savile's an interesting player. I mean, I thought when he first arrived, he was, um, it was, it was going to be the bollocks for us. But then he went off the boil and showed little glimpses of his former bollocks period. But then, um, you know, kind of yo-yoed back and forth between abject misery and, and being hinting at the bollocks again. So we shall see. I'm not greatly fussed if he doesn't, but it'd be nice if he does, if that makes sense. Other Millwall news, attacking striker Alfie Pavey has moved on loan for a month to National League's Aldershots, Aldershot Town as they are now, on a 28-day youth loan. Um, probably will do the boy good, I mean he's not made many, well, hasn't made any starts has he, he's come to the bench a few times, usually about two or three minutes to go in the game. And he's gone on loan to Aldershot to try and pick up some first team experience, hopefully banging in a few goals and maybe get a chance to impress his manager. Some people on the net have been speculating that uh, Harris doesn't quite fancy Alfie Pavey, hence him not getting the, the, the starts in a team that's actually struggled for goals. So um, if he can go to Aldershot and he can get a few uh, scores, then obviously that will do his case no harm at all back at Millwall. Another story on the news at Den, and I love the grandiose tone to this, that Mills tran- Mills January transfer moves could hinge on the Fergie deal, on the, um, on the Ferguson deal, Shane Ferguson, as though we have a, a multitude of high finance moves hinging on whether Shane Ferguson extends his loan deal or signs permanently for us from Newcastle. It has a grandeur to it. I, I, I don't know why, it just, it just impresses me. Maybe I'm easily impressed by grandeur. I don't know, listeners. Lions boss Neil Harris explained to News of Den, we're not sure what the situation is going to be with Shane Ferguson until Newcastle give us some feedback, which we're waiting for. Attacking-wise, we were looking at adding somebody. Clearly, that's Jared Wallace on the side, on the, on the wing. Fergus really enjoyed his time at the Den, has enjoyed playing regularly, he's had limited opportunities over the past few years, and has probably probably got better whilst he's been with us. That's faint, damned with faint praise, Neil. He has probably got better with us while he's been at Millwall. So, probably you're going back a better player. Maybe, maybe not, though. Some other good news, Tony Craig, injured, of course, earlier on in the season. He's out of his knee brace now. He's in the next stage of recovery. I mean, we're not going to expect to see much of him this season, that's for sure. But it's just good news to see him back out of his protective um, knee wear that he's having to put on and on the road back to uh, normality again. So good luck to you, Tony. 
Here's an interesting little piece. Um, Neil Harris he said that he expects Mill's fringe players to ask for moves. He's expecting our fringe players to ask for moves. And those fringe players are John Marquis, who's on the bench today. Maybe it's a shop window job for John, I don't know. Um, Paris Cowan Hall, of course, who was on loan up at uh, Wickham, I think. Jack Powell, who was at Braintree, but has come back to us. And Lee Martin, who's also rumoured to be on his way out, if anyone will take any of them either on loan or permanently, so the story goes. Each of them only featuring sporadically in the first team this season. Uh, another name that's also rumoured to be on, going out on loan is Chris Twardek, the 18-year-old Czech Republic underage international who may be given some uh, loan experience with a view to uh, eventually challenging for a place in the first team, in the middle first team. Things have been up in the air, says Neil Harris. Players have been out on loan. A few of the players who haven't had that many opportunities in the first team this season are at the stage now where they're coming out of contract. And I think they're going to want to play regular football. What isn't there in brackets is for somebody else, certainly not for Millwall. So I do expect agents. I expect agents to be calling me and players knocking on my door to say, if I'm not playing regularly, then I might need to look for another opportunity somewhere else. So I think that's um, the door is probably open to any of those players if they do want to leave. Interestingly, a young player who has been named as having an important Millwall role, so specifically named as that, is young Jamie Philpott, who Neil Harris has said could make a big impact for Millwall this season. Only turned 19 last October, Philpott, and he's been named on the bench in the last two league games, but he's deemed not yet ready to challenge for a starting spot. But he's certainly ahead of Alfie, Alfie Pavey, who is obviously, as we know, is out on loan now. So. Named specifically by Neil Harris as having prospects, so that should give the boy a spur to uh, raise his game and force his way into that Mill first team. Update on Jack Powell, who, as we've said earlier on, was on loan at Braintree Town in the, the National League. Um, he's back at Millwall, but it does seem rather a temporary move, a little, akin to um, passing through, really. Um, he's again being name checked for a possible loan out for further first team action elsewhere. So clearly, Harris doesn't see him as having a place or a future at the den. Interesting. So I, I, as we said last week on last week's show, I've always felt that Jack Powell had the X factor, had the quality, but clearly Neil Harris doesn't see it. These are decisions that football management are based on, aren't they? I do hope we're not getting rid of... Um, I'm always struck by the, the, the number of record labels that signed the Beatles or didn't sign the Beatles. And we're not, maybe I'm not putting them on too high a plateau there, but um, it will be a shame to see him leave, leave the club. And finally, in the Millwall news this week, Neil Harris has told the Millwall squad, cut out the sloppiness in training. Cut out the sloppiness. Neil Harris saying performance levels in training are directly related to avoiding the types of errors that cost us two goals at Barnsley last week. Neil Harris says we coach the players on the training pitch. We show them videos, but you can only coach them to a certain degree. At some point, the players have to take responsibility for themselves. Too true. Too true. I think we all in football place a huge amount of burden on the manager's shoulders of the manager, but actually is is impotent from the side. Really, once the, the players take the pitch, it's down to them. So I make you right, Neil. It is up to the players to respond to that implied criticism. Let's see what we get today. Achtung, Milbal. So what do we make of the Oldham Ground, Boundary Park? It's a conventional enough stadium for a team at this level. I think, bizarrely, they were in the Premier League at one point, on the, um, in the formation of the Premier League, weren't they? Which is an odd thought, having just walked from Freehold Tram Station all the way up to uh, the ground. It doesn't look or feel like um, Premier League anyway, no longer. Certainly not now, and they're in League One. This is much more their level, I would say. The ground itself, conventional four-sided stadium. Um, the home end, the auctioneer's end, is just a straightforward um, one-tier 
seating ends, uh, lattics depicted on the seating, and obviously an ultra scene going down there. They've got like a flag, um, a checkerboard flag, blue and white, with Atleticos. That must be their ultra. Um, Ultra gang, I guess. I did. I'm sure I heard a drum earlier on. So I think we're in fear of the the whole ultra scene. And certainly on that left-hand side, as I look to my left, there's a very modern, new, brand new stand. It looks like it's just a little bit like what you see at Orient. You've got like a, a building with a, an overhanging roof, a building, actual office building. Then um, below that, you've got some blue plastic seating attached to it almost. It, I don't know if you know what I mean, but on Orient's main stand now, it looks like a gym or a sports centre with one on one side, they've attached a few seats with a football pitch attached to it. And this side modern stand looks very much like that. It's not bad, it's not unattractive. Um, one tier of seating. Uh, and then um, what looks like, a, again, a, a small centre or office building of some sort at the back. Opposite that, you've got a real old-school um, seated stand with uh, stanchions, one, two, three, four stanchions along it. That's the, the kind of side stand, the halfway side. Uh, and then the away end is actually quite a large, uh, again, probably matching the home end in size, uh, corrugated iron, constructed stand, two banks of um, quite a large number of seats, actually. I'm not sure what the stadium capacity is. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the region of 15 to 20,000. Um, it's not a bad ground, actually. I mean, I, I know that we um, we have to take the piss because we've come up north, so, um, you know, that's, that comes with the, the turf of following the Lions. But it's not a bad stadium. It's, it's certainly in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I, I know we all use that expression in the middle of nowhere but this uh, walking up here that certainly gives it a different dimension it certainly is in the middle of nowhere almost literally um, all the classic kind of Coronation Street style old uh, Coronation Street style back to back houses um, not exactly an attractive area that we can talk at the, at the den but at least we're on top of London town aren't we so although we are a little bit grim where we are we, have, we at least do have the West End and all this, the bright city lights to go back to having come through Manchester I must admit it does not compare pair. I, I watched um, the David Beckham programme uh, that was made recently on, on Sky uh, Planet the other day, I, I taped it, and he referred to Manchester as, as his home. Well, God, God help you, David, if that's your home. It all looked a bit bleak and a bit drab. I know it has a bit of a trendy rep these days, but it didn't impress me, listeners. It didn't impress me compared with our dear capital city, let's put it that way. One thing I did like about Boundary Park, as I came out of the tram station, not knowing really where I'm going over to my Google Maps, is it's got four traditional floodlight pylons as in the olden days and the old school where you could see us the ground from miles off like steeples almost um landmarks and they are you know lit up today it's a grey day it's a grey cool and cloudy day and they're lit up like and they, it really does add to the drama of the old football ground with something that's fading because all the modern floodlights are attached to the stadium roofs to avoid the sight lines i guess i suppose it's these architectural wankers that run our lives the planning nazis that rule, rule the country now but i do like like an old school four-piece floodlight pylon set and that's what Boundary Park's got so I'm not going to knock it it certainly uh, certainly helped me as I walk towards it because it gives you a landmark to aim for one oddity I'm noticing as the players leave the pitch to go back to the dressing rooms they leave the pitch to the side um, right main stand maybe I don't know what you'd call it but they go up the steps into the dressing rooms rather than on the level or downwards up the steps unusual all you football ground perverts that tune in to Afton Mill for these descriptions of northern football grounds, they go up the steps at Oldham. Achtung, Mehlball. When it comes to the two teams, listeners, down the steps, as we've said. Sparse crowd here. The uh, side stand to my left, as I look, looks about three quarters full. 
home end very very sparse the away end well, I don't know um, 300, 400 maybe and then their main stand about, about half full so I don't know what kind of crowd you're going to get here but 5,000 maybe it's not going to be big Oldham all in royal blue with red trim the Lions in their very nice all white with blue stripe I like that kit Away we go, listeners. Oldham kicking towards us in the first half at the away end. Mill attacking the auctioneer's end, the home end. There's a Lions on the attack down the right-hand side. This is like Jed Wallace coming down on the right. Ball across the box. Oh! One now! Lee Gregory! Rebound shot! Wallace from the right-hand side. Shot on goal. Couldn't tell it was. I think it was Morrison. Parried by the goalkeeper. Gregory follows in. 1 0 Millwall. 1 minute 3. That's a good start. Well, talk about making an early impact, Jed Morris. Welcome to the Den. Welcome to Banbury Park. Welcome to the Den more longer term. 28 days only we've got him, though, listeners. Apologies for any details, you probably all know tomorrow it weren't Lee Gregory, it weren't Jed Wallace or something, but I'm a long way away, stand, stood standing down at the far end there. One little Millwall. A free kick for Oldham, long ball forwards, Ryan's okay, easy enough by Sean Cummins. And again, Kaya. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. He's enough by Sean Cummins. Come from the fifth minute of the game. Lines of an early goal. Took the whole ground by surprise somewhat, including the ultras down at the Atletico's end. Well, they're reduced to mere random drumming at the moment. Byron, Be- Byron Beckenbauer, Byron Webster. I nearly said Byron Beckenbauer there. What a, what a tongue twist that would have been. Byron Beckenbauer, I think I should call him that. The long ball aimless, as it turned out. Trying to find Lee Gregory, but over here. Six minutes gone, the Lions leading it one to naught. Here come Oldham. 
trying to build something, anything, that's an overhead ball, and Ford's going to take that comfortably. Good noise from the away support listeners, you can hear it, can't you? You can hear it. There's Wallace down the white right again, another ball into the box, that boy looks dangerous. Every time he's touched the ball, which has been twice so far, has been a goal and a chance there, or half a chance. It was a little too close to the goalkeeper for Lee Gregory's taste there, but that boy looks dangerous. Another huge punt down the middle by David Ford, there Gregory's on it. Route 1 stuff, it's bobbling around the Oldham end, it was almost lobbed past the Oldham goalkeeper there. Eight minutes. It's a brutal style of play the Lions have got, but at the moment, effective, with us leading by one goal to nil. Certainly with the, uh, the wing dimension that Wallace has brought to us in these opening eight minutes has added a dimension to the, the Lions' play. Otherwise, it is a little bit brutalist. If I can borrow an architectural metaphor there, brutalism. So as we approach ten minutes, Mill leading quite comfortably. So far, Oldham haven't really shown an awful lot. Our style is still long ball based, um, but the, as we just said, the the, the wing play of, of Wallace has certainly lit the, the game up so far in his opening ten. Oldham searching for a way to get back into a game that seems to be uh, escaping them at the moment. Based on the, uh, it's very early to be saying that, but they don't look to have much in their locker. Oldham now come down the left-hand side as they attack. The winger takes on our defence, gets across in, it's across the box. The 15's free. Brilliant save, foot save by David Fall. Great save there from close range from the 15. 11 minutes gone, that was an opportunity for Oldham there. They can see the, we'll concede a corner as it is. Fantastic save by David Fall from a tight angle. 15th minute of the game, Oldham coming back in the last few minutes a little bit, everyone a succession of um, corners and breaks forward, ball into the box and there, Ford he takes, takes well, huge, huge kick forward from David Ford towards Lee Gregory, right down back to goal at the far end as I look, scuffle, wins the ball, does well, wins the ball, plays out wide, overhits slightly to Wallace who retains it somehow, Cummins now, crossing from the right hand side towards Morrison, cleared, Incessant drumbeat at the ultras, the Atleticos at the older end. Oldham free kick. Left hand side, about halfway inside the middle half. It's going to be a chance for him to cross the ball into the middle box. In the 17th minute, here it comes. Hoofs forwards. Forty goes, forty takes. Looking much more commanding since his return from banishment from beyond the kingdom. All those months, whilst Jordan Archer occupied the goalkeeper's shirt, the Ford that's come back looks very similar to the old David Ford, the one that we know, knew and loved until he was, his mind was taken over by aliens. 20th minute, break down the uh, right-hand side now, poor ball forwards. Thankfully, the amount of possession that Oldham have had in these last few minutes, they've not done much of it, they don't look like a great side. So thankfully, we've not been punished for conceding quite a bit of ball to them. Huge pump forwards again from David Ford. Gregory's in the mix there. Clearly we all see that as a way to hurt Oldham today. We've won a goal out of it. Corner down the far end. It's going to be Ferguson that takes. The ultra's doing a bizarre jumping up and down thing. Not many of them, really. Um, anyway, here comes a corner. Near post, cleared. Going to go for Mill throwing about halfway inside the Oldham half. Yeah, they're doing a kind of a jumping up and down routine. One bloke's got his shirt off, I can see. He's mad for it. Can you hear him? That's them. That's the Atleticos. It's a bit cold to be dancing about with no shirt on this, doesn't tell you that much. Unless you're under the influence of something warming you up. Some stimulant of some sort, perhaps. 
Long ball into the box. Milt bouncing around on the line. Still bouncing around. It's Ferguson. Fired in. Kicked away. Huge punt over from um, Shane Williams, I think that was. Opportunity for Milt Woodhead to the second. Ball bouncing around the Oldham half. Long way away. Can't tell you a huge amount about what was happening other than it didn't go in the net. One nil. it remains halfway through the first half. Up and under. Find Steve Morrison going forwards. Taken away by the old defence. No, no, actually finding reward from these huge punts up and unders as they would have had it in Eddie Waring rugby league days up and under. Remember that, older listeners? That's what we're trying today, and it's actually paying off so far. A couple of opportunities there just a few minutes ago, based around the pump forwards. Ricardo Fuller, who uh, moved on to Oldham, finding a little bit of uh, criticism. Grudges held. I actually didn't mind Ricardo Fuller. I don't know. I think it him out. He wasn't the uh, worst villain under the Holloway regime. Nice long stretch. Fantastic ball right. Finds Wallace from Steve Morrison now. Wallace can't beat his name. Looks like a better, a better player when the ball's played in front of him and he can exploit his speed. I've not seen an awful lot of natural innate talent to pass the man as yet, but he looks quick. Give him the right ball and he'll do damage. I don't think we can expect him to jink and beat men in the old Jimmy Carter style, you know. Clearly some have never forgiven Fuller for his outburst at um, Blackpool last season in the in the midst of the Ian Holloway debacle. Of course, he gestured at the away end and after one particularly appalling performance and um, was never loved after that, was he, listeners? He was never loved. I, I still think it's unfair. He, he was not the worst player under the Holloway regime. And at the end of the day, he's just um, he's playing his trade as best. He didn't let us down. Oh, that's the thing with... Uh, Ricardo Fuller, so I'm defending him. I'm defending him. I don't think the jury's uh, the jury's for convicting, though, listeners, as you can hear. Falling nearly having a mad moment, they're engaging a little bit of head tennis over near the right hand corner flag as I look. In the 27th minute, he seize the corner and got involved in a bizarre tussle with the winger and he finished up heading the ball out for a corner. Well, the Oldham player's going to loft it in from the left hand as they attack, left hand side as they attack, right as I look. Deep cross, far post. Your lucky stars are not very good so far. As the 29th minute turns, so far Millwall look to be in control of the game. They should be in control of the game. One nil up. They had an opportunity um, about 20 minutes ago to make it two on the 20-minute mark, rather to make it two. Since then, Oldham have not really threatened. They don't look to have much in the way of final ball execution. That said, here they come. As I'm talking, right-hand side cross. It's Joe Martin. It's going to be. A, f- a corner for Oldham. They're getting a lot of ball, of, I don't want to call it pressure, so they a lot of possession coming at us. As you can hear, the Oldham fans are inspired by the last few minutes, having a little bit of pressure and a little bit of a chance to get the ball forwards. Another ball into the box. Joe Martin wins ahead of that time. Overhead kick goes wide to the post. You get a centre second middle goal will kill him. But at the moment, they've still got the sniff of something out of the game. So they're, they're, they're pressing forwards, Oldham. 35 minutes. Oldham pressing. Fourth minute of the game. A little bit of a lull in the last few minutes. Not a huge amount to report. Another long ball forwards. After that opening opportunity, Mill haven't really looked decisive going forwards. That said, we've not looked in any huge danger. 
other than conceding quite a large amount of possession to Oldham as they've come forward during the course of that first half. Lee Gregory does well, wins the ball over on the right-hand side, challenging the Oldham defence late in the first half, 43rd minute. There's a half. Oldham Mill Mill one and a half. It's been a grindy old game in many respects. Mill lead by the early break forwards from Jed Wallace. Uh, crossed into the box. I think it was the agree got the goal in, within the first minute. Other than that, it's been pretty much um, long pump balls forward from Millwall, so no great avail. And a lot of possession, a lot of pressure from Oldham coming back at us. So at the break, it's a battle. It's a muddy, muddy um, grey day in Oldham, but we're leading it rather than losing it. So that's good news. Achtung, Mehlball. Now come the Lions for the second half business as the rain lashes around the Boundary Park Stadium. They haven't had enough rain up here, have they? They've got some more coming for the second half. It's pouring down at the moment. Quite dry earlier on, just grey. But now the rain is starting to come down with a, a vengeance for the second half. Well, here we go, listeners. Second half, Mill attacking the away end. An opportunity for three points on a, on a plate at the moment after that first half. We're leading at the half, obviously, 1-0. And Oldham haven't looked much, so this is an opportunity to collect three valuable points. If we don't see it any other way, then we are being untrue to ourselves. We are being unambitious, listeners, unambitious. Long ball forwards, trying to find Steve Morrison, edge it onto Lee Gregory. Just escapes Gregory and falls into the arms of the Oldham goalkeeper. Opportunity for the lines there, he's on a break. Here's Wallace coming down, Ferguson, excuse me, on the left-hand side. Shoots, it's the post! It's the post! Number 18, Shane Ferguson, come down left-hand side. Mistake in midfield, released him. Attack down left-hand side, his shot hit the post. Two minutes into the half, 47, 48 minutes. There's Oldham on the attack now, broken up nicely again by the middle defence. Instructions clearly to get the ball forwards more. We were a little bit pushed back. Criticism from some fans around me of uh, Williams being pushed too far back in that first half. Behind the, the runner playing midfield. So maybe instructions from the uh, the mill management to get forwards more in the second half. We were certainly a little, not exactly under the cosh, but we were certainly under pressure to, at points in that first half. Huge lofty clearance yet again from David Ford, trying to find Ferguson over on the left-hand side by the corner flag. He's dispossessed there, unfortunately. And cleared by the Oldham defence. It's going to be a mill throwing on the halfway line. Let's show uh, Ricardo Fuller, as you can imagine. So a crescendo of abuse come up for four minutes five minutes on the clock Mill looking a little bit brighter as the half starts Jimmy Addu doing his usual industrious midfield dynamo roller getting in amongst it messing the play up Mill win the ball angled ball across the park there so Steve Moss going to be too far on a day like this I think for him but Jimmy Addu very much um, in the mix as you would always expect from him playing Mr Awkward it's getting cold it's getting damp it's getting horrid here in, in Oldham. Cold, damp and horrid in Oldham. That could be a play, couldn't it? Maybe I'll use that as a my life story. Cold, damp and horrid in Oldham. Oldham fans to my left, unhappy about something. I'm not sure what they're unhappy about. Life in general in a place like this, maybe? I don't know. I can't blame them if that's the truth of it. If they're unhappy about life up here, well, I can't blame them. I would be too. Forward, long, lofty free kick forward. It's going to be come off the head of the uh, Oldham defender. That's a corner. Oldham defender kind of back, skidded it backwards. It's gone for a middle corner. 52nd, 53rd minute. Shane Ferguson's going to take the corner in front of us. 
Beavers at the far post, the usual suspects in the middle, it's crossed in, glanced on, was back off the Oldham defender and away. Is Abdu on the break now, down the left, takes his man and beats him, nice cross in, it's going to go to the corner, nice work Jimmy Abdu. Coming up for the 55th minute of the game, Milner, another opportunity, corner, again Shane Ferguson, going to take it. Low corner, skidding. Backheeled across the box by uh, Steve Morrison to no one really. There's a little bit of a cock up in truth. I'm trying to make out as though that was a planned move. I don't think it was. There's a cross back in from Wallace, I believe that was. That's too deep to find anyone's going to go for a goal kick. There's Oldham coming down the left hand side. Far, far away as I look. Penalty. Free kick. Oh fuck. I thought it was a penalty from me. He's been scurrying across our penalty line there. Fell over deliberately, I think. And I thought for one awful moment, the distance away that I am, but the referee given the penalty as it is, it's a free kick just outside the mill box. Can't tell you how close. Looks like it's maybe four or five yards outside the mill box to the left-hand side as Oldham attack. About 59 minutes gone in the game. Opportunity for Oldham here. They've not had anything direct on goal as yet. This is a chance on the go. Just blocked it straight in the net. Soft as shit goal to get away. Hunter from the free kick straight into the net. Left hand side. One all. Full delivery react for it. Just a basic free kick from outside the box. Locked it over the wall and into the net. Full didn't seem to move. One each. Oldham will have their tails up now. They're back on the attack. Another lofted cross in deep. Full takes comfortably enough that time. In fairness, I don't think he had a huge amount of opportunity with that free kick. It was quite well struck from outside the box. He didn't move. But that said, he would have been hard pushed to get anywhere close to it had he moved. Wallace, over on the left-hand side. He's, he's faded from view somewhat since the early, early goal for Millwall. Is he a flash in the pan or is he actually a player of some quality? I don't know. Early impressions is he made an early impact and then he's not been seen much of since, listeners. Long ball falls trying to find Steve Morrison. It's over, over everyone. It's Shane Ferguson. Mill Council was unlucky to have hit the post early from his break. It's a cross into the box. It cut, deflected and taken comfortably enough by the Oldham goalkeeper. Oldham back on the attack. Yeah, again down the left hand side. Ball into the box. It's deflected away. Hoofed away by the Mill defence. We're going to kick ourselves if we let this game slide, listeners. It was there for the taking at the half, I felt, but we've really let Oldham back into it with that goal conceded from the free kick. It's a cold nose dribbling day in Oldham. Looks like Mill going to make a, a substitution here. Who's this coming in? Aiden O'Brien's coming in. Wallace is going out of the game. Uh, probably a good call at this stage. Um, Aiden will bring a little bit of extra something in. And Wallace um, has faded somewhat after the opening brightness. 25 minutes for him to make an impact. This is your archetypal lower league English game, listeners. There's a lot of effort, a lot of um, application on both sides, but no skill on either front, really. Here's Aidan O'Brien, though. Maybe he can find a little touch of extra something. Someone with a little bit of quality is what's needed out there. A little bit of quality there, just beats his man at 20. Still got the ball. Lofts across in. He's trying to find Steve Morrison over his head. Ball still bouncing around. It's going to go for a clearance by the Oldham defence. Beautiful mid midfield work there by Jimmy Abdul to make a tackle and win the ball. He finds Aiden O'Brien in front of me in front of the defence. It's back here across the Oldham 
Goal there by Steve Morrison. Back to Cummins. His cross is blocked. It's going to be a corner. Opportunity from the wall. Get forwards. Shane Ferguson going to take. Almost a beautiful backheel cross by Steve Morrison there. But it was blocked and blocked for the corner. Here comes that corner. Into the mix. Near post. Headed up and away. is. All in there and almost on the line there by Steve Morrison, but taken by the goalkeeper in the in the event. Aiden O'Brien there in a 50-50. Loses out to the Oldham midfielder. Back in another 50-50. Everyone's trying to look like they're committed without actually getting themselves hurt. As it is, O'Brien brings it away. No quality in the ball falls from Millwood. There's too many aimless balls out of defence from our side today. Listeners, in my opinion. Yet another lofted angled ball trying to find... Gregory over the uh, head of the uh, oncoming Steve Morrison. Both sides starting to find a little bit of space and a little bit more opportunity. Someone's going to win this, I think. Who it's going to be, I don't know. It's a long ball voice for Lee Gregory. Goalkeeper escorts it out. It's going to be a goal kick. 66 minutes, listeners. Games in the balance. Ball spent a huge amount of time high in the air over the Oldham Boundary Park ground today, listeners. Another huge lump forwards from David Ford that went straight through to, in the end, through to the Oldham goalkeeper. I'm not sure it's been the most effective tactic today as a ball across our box whilst I'm rabbiting. Comes to nothing, but it was a dangerous moment. It's Steve Morrison now on the centre circle. Does well to retain the ball. He puts O'Brien through an angle pass forwards. I think the defender's going to get there in time, though. It gives a slightly sharp ball back. Oldham play their way out of trouble. Done well there. Two mediocre sides, in all honesty, listeners. Neither side have shown any great quality today. Oldham with a ball thrust. The box there is tipped over by David Ford. Closer to the goal than I think he was anticipating. He's tipped over for a corner. There's the 15. Just outside the mill penalty area. He's trying to have a shot. Fantastic save by David Ford. That was a swerving shot. The 15 from distance. Ford got a hand to it somehow. Going to be a throw in for Oldham over by the right hand side. They fancy their chances of pressing on and winning this. Another substitution, Gregory going out of the game. Fred's coming in. About 14 minutes of the game for Fred to make some kind of impact. Slow thinking in midfield, Millwall. It was a 50 50 ball that was there to be won, and Williams just paused and hesitated, and it fell to the Oldham player instead. Martin can seize a free kick on the, on the right-hand side as Oldham attack now, about halfway inside the mill half. It's 78 minutes, coming towards the last 10 of the game. 78 at the moment. Here comes the Oldham free kick, lofted into the mill box. It's headed clear there by, I think that was Beavers. Back into the box again, deep. It's run through, it's got offside. Point to the net, but offside. There's Fred down in front of me. He's got man on his shoulder. Bit of a tussle, Fred's still going, he's pushed out of the game now. Referee sees nothing. He's physically pushed out of the game now, as he's trying to go past his man. Shocking referee. Fred, just on the outside of the penalty area, tries to put ball through to Aiden O'Brien. Over hit, unfortunately. Ten minutes in this left now, listeners. There to be won by both sides. Either side will feel that they can still nick this. Mark Beavers now releases Ferguson as a long ball falls into the box. Morrison goes down, looking for the uh, the penalty. He rolled well there, rolled well. No penalty though. Hold him on the attack now. They're going to win a corner on the right-hand side now. End-to-end stuff, listeners. Hold him with a late corner. 
about seven minutes in the game to go. Corner on the right-hand side as I look from the away end. Into the middle box, it's deep again. It's bobbling around. Thank God for that, referee blew his whistle. It looked like it was going to be belted into the net at any moment there, but as it is, referee calls a halt to play. Danger over. Forgy's shown a yellow card for delaying the game there whilst he pulled his socks up. To the delight of the home crowd. Now he's pushing his luck again here, don't want to get sent off. Here he goes, takes the uh, goal kick in the end. Pushed his luck there a little bit, David Fultz. All wide now, this is Shane Ferguson over on the left-hand side. Ball into the box. It's Morrison's goal! Steve Nyson! 2-1 Millwall! Crossing the box from Shane Ferguson! Nodded on the ground in by Steve Morrison! 2-1! Five minutes to go, Morrison may be next year to death! 2-1 Millwall! We've got to keep them out now, listeners. They've been um, pressing forward somewhat in the second half. Aaron Graham knows he's back in front again. We've got to hold on to it. Panic amongst the stewards as the Mill fans go went mental there as that goal went in the net. The stewards went running. They've already challenged me for sitting on my speaking into my microphone. Third bill substitution. Morrison's going out of the game. John Marquis is coming into the game. A strange move. Five minutes to go. John Marquis comes into the game. Marquis makes a fist pump to the Millwall fans. They love it. He's a Millwall fan, isn't he? He's a Millwall fan. Four minutes overtime. Extra time, injury time, whatever you want to call it. Oldham launch a huge ball forwards. Desperation stakes for them now, this far into the game. They've got the ball down the middle ends. Two men wide on the left. Sean goal blocked. Rolls back now to the 36. Oldham come down the left-hand side now. Ball into the middle box. It's deflected up high. Hopefully Marcus will get in there. He will do. Beats There's another ball into the middle box. Beavers heads it clear. Old grudges, <laughs> old grudges stay for years at Millwall. Fuller is still a cunt. Marquis finds Fred. Strange looking, I think it was meant to be a pass rather than the shot, but it was just punted forward by Fred there, so rather aimlessly in truth. Goalkeeper that gets involved in a pickle with John Marquis, who chased him well there. As it is, Oldham put it out. To the delight of the Millwall fans, as the minutes tick down now into the last minute or so of the game. Oldham fans streaming for the exits, I think they've seen enough. Yes! Final whistle, 2-1 to Millwall. A well-worked win in the end, it could have gone either way as that second half progressed. Took a, a good lead into the, into the second half, conceded a soft goal. And then it was in the balance. It could have been Mill, could have been Oldham. But it, as it is, Mill pressed on. Good goal scored by Steve Morrison. Late in the game, 85 minutes. And it's Mill Wall with a gun over the three points. There's a very welcome win ahead of the Southern Area Johnstone's Paint Trophy.
final on Thursday night. The Lions take the points. Thank you for listening to this week's Acton Millwall. It's a very cold, very damp and a very dark now Boundary Park. I will see you again next week. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm